Welcome to Wisdom of the Fools podcast with Sierra Chatterton and Raven Satori, where we share our wisdom as the fools of the world. Forever the student, never the master. Keep moving forward. Hello, and welcome back to Wisdom of the Fools. Today, Raven and I are going to be talking about what brought us here. So I'm Sierra Chatterton. And I'm Raven Satori. All right. So, Raven, would you like to start? Sure. So, I really come probably from the mind perspective of, like, what kind of brought me here. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is because when I was young, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. Um, I was attacked by a dog when I was four years old. Um, and we did not know this, um, the science really wasn't up on it. So I grew up always kind of different, um, and dealing with different things, um, but not knowing where they were stemming from. So I had a lot of issues with PTSD. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at one point, um, depression, anxiety, then name it, I've probably been diagnosed with it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of, they just throw the bag at you. I've been on every antidepressant, antipsychotic, all of it, and none of it ever, I felt like it wasn't working. Like I had an issue with just the tolerance of medication, which was a product of a TBI that I didn't know of. Um, So a lot of the medication just wouldn't work at all. And then some would work for a couple days and then not work at all. Mm. So it was just a back and forth of all of this years and years and years of conventional therapy um, since I was 15. Um, on and off, going back to conventional therapy, um, and then into my teens, um, dealing with a lot of just feeling severely different. Um, we just had like a conversation actually about, um, how I I was very aware that I had like a psychic ability. I experienced deja vu very often. And then at the show that So Raven came out, <laughs> um, and that show like did an actual a lot of damage to me. I grew up in a pretty much all predominantly white school, um, in a very rural town in upstate New York. So I was already physically different. Mm-hmm. I was already very different from everyone, and then that show came and they got to see like a black person on a show and not only was she black, but she had my name. So there instantly were questions of like, do you see the future? Do you see the future? As like a joke. And here I am in my psychic brain going, yeah, I kind of can, but I don't really understand it. Um, so yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I can't see what are you talking about? Um, but in reality, I was going through this whole mental yeah. thing in my head going, I don't know. Am I, what is that? I had no reference as to what in the world was going on. 
So instead, I minimized it. And when I'm like, mm-hmm. as we learn, as we get older, the more that we minimize ourselves, the more that mental health comes into question. Yeah. Um, and I had minimized myself so much that I was presenting all of these things like PTSD. I was having night, I would have night terrors as a kid and wake up screaming and crying and all these things that having flashbacks, having issues with relationships, um, and not having a good relationship with my biological mother, her leaving when I was uh, like 15 and going to jail. Like these were things that affected me immensely. And instead of ever feeling like I could speak about it, Mm-hmm. I always felt like it had to be kept in my brain and buried. So these things manifested by the time I was 23. I was in the mental hospital and, you know, was receiving CBT therapy, um, which if you don't know is cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, as although I don't think it's the best form of therapy, it did t- it did teach me um, foundation, um, foundation mm-hmm. of like see, sleep, eating well, you know, creating a, a routine throughout your day. And then just doing those little things. I was like, Oh, there's a connection here of like how right. I feel as into what I do throughout the day. And then there was this one time, I think, I think it was one time we went on a mindfulness walk mm-hmm. and they were like, just be quiet. <laughs> And really pay attention of where you are, feel your feet on the floor and all these things. And I was like, oh, and I started tapping back into those feelings that I had as a young child when I was by myself. Mm -hmm. And I felt though, you know, those higher frequencies that I was scared of. Um, So I started going to um, a new therapist who is actually a psychodrama therapist. And so psychodrama is this form of therapy where they kind of place you in the actual situation and you get to Mm. act it out. And in this time, you're being also protected. They're holding a safe container for you. Exactly. You're creating a safe space where you know that you're protected and supported and then revisiting that situation and then mending it there mm-hmm. at that source so that was a huge huge change yeah that that's amazing that therapist that. still to this day is like I think of him as like a god like mm-hmm. he is one of those light beings who was sent to do their work and they know their work <laughs> he would do energy work with me mm-hmm. he taught me how to put, put up a protection shield He taught me so much and it started actual, somebody was speaking my language. Right. Somebody was heard. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. for the first time in 25 years, you know, um, probably 22, 23 years, maybe I think Mm -hmm. is when I met him. Um, for the first time, somebody was speaking my language that wasn't a show depicting witches. Right. You know, or depicting right. something from a comical standpoint. Yeah. And um, I love that it was from a clinical psychology standpoint. Like, that's what 
feels good. You know? I have recommended him to multiple friends. I know multiple people who still see him to today because mm-hmm. he is the one therapist I have ever met who connects energy work into his practice really understands people and the whole system like he's healing spirit not just mind yeah and he's totally aware of that and we were just talking to about that actually um if we want to if you want to bring up that a little bit how that connects you know oh yeah like uh so just with your doing your like spiritual body practices and healing your spirit Mm -hmm. So, like, as I've gone through my practices, I really started clinging on to, like, spiritual herbalism, um, which is the herbalistic practice very popularly with um, people of African descent, is that we believe that if you have an ailment of the physical body or of the mind, that it stems in the spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. So he was literally treating me as though my ancestors would have treated me. Mm -hmm. He saw that my spirit needed to be healed. Yeah. In order for my mind to be healed, in order for my body to be healed. Mm -hmm. Because at this time, I'm now experiencing extreme spinal uh, spinal, uh, inflammation. Um, I took a fall. I was like 21 and I was told by a cranial sacral therapist that he thought that um was most likely that it triggered something that was kind of dormant Mm. due to the traumatic brain injury and this was one of the first people who had ever even said TBI to me I was like wait what and he was like yeah I'm like oh okay oh wow like that's a lot somebody's actually saying and then my therapist who was also a PhD in biology, had worked for the CDC. Like, he was Mm -hmm. no, you know, hack. Like, he knew his stuff. And he's now talking to me about brain injury. And I'm like, okay, there there might be something physical here that kind of explains a lot of the things that's happening. Um, And that it didn't have to be all mind because so much time like conventional medicine will tell you that it's just in your mind Mm -hmm. and I was like no like that just makes you beat yourself up so much that if I can't control my mind that I'm gonna be in physical pain for the rest of my life yeah when in reality we're skipping the the key part which is your spirit and, and the second he attuned to my spirit and, and attended to it and taught me how I could attend to it, I actually started getting some traction in my healing. And I honestly, right. I don't even know if it was so much the psychodrama trauma therapy mm-hmm. as it was him attending to my spirit. Right. That... That was huge because it allowed me to start opening up to, okay, there's people out here who get this stuff and I can start researching it myself and digging in Mm -hmm. and learning what all of this is, this is. So in 2017, I moved out here 
um, to California and the high desert. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the following years, like right coming up to like the pandemic, mm -hmm. I started, um, doing sessions with my mentor, Danny Picard. He practices metatronia therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of like a form of Reiki using, newer higher frequencies reiki is a very old ancient practice which mm -hmm. if you know me i love ancient practices mm -hmm. um, but metatronia you brings in some higher frequencies as we you know build throughout this world we're gonna gain levels and levels of higher frequencies mm -hmm. so we're utilizing that utilize uh when we use metatronia um by using um sacred geometry so, um, when, and our friend Megan, mm -hmm. um, when she was talking about the realms and how high, um, geometry, a sacred geometry is within the realms, mm -hmm. um, that spoke to me as a student Absolutely. of Metatronia and the fact that we try to use that, the, the energies of that sacred geometry in order to heal. Um, and my mentor, Danny uses, uh, hypnotherapy. In order to apply yes, that, yeah, he uses the hypnotherapy in order to apply his metatronia therapy. Um, and by bringing in that sacred geometry and really digging deep, um, I changed so much. Um, I had gone from still kind of being very outward. I was always very outward, you know, try to make people think that I'm perfect, chiming back to last episode with that Virgo energy. Um, yeah. Trying to be perfect all the time. My parents were both Virgos. So like, it was very much that's, that's what you did. You just did things right. If you didn't, <laughs> if you weren't going to win, you don't play kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, I, we worked through so much with my metatronia therapy training. I was supposed to become certified in metatronia therapy by going through this. Mm -hmm. um, but that by the end of it, I had tapped so much into myself that I was like, ooh, do I need certifications to define me? especially in, in, a, nope. <laughs> in a space that is not regulated whatsoever. Right. So like literally that certification doesn't do anything other than tell the person that I, I sat some hours with my mentor. Right. Which is kind of the whole basis of this podcast is like, we don't really have to get that certification yeah. to feel like the master to be able to talk on these things. Yeah. You know, we have experience, personal experience, and that's, enough you know last time i checked monks don't get a certificate after their <laughs> silent retreats or whatever you know right. like no after a 60-day fast you do not get a certificate a completion like mm -hmm. that was kind of my thought through it of like you know kudos to doing the work do right. the work right but do we necessarily do i necessarily need this piece of paper to tell me good job you did it and now you're valid to somebody else. Right. And now that someone was else the, can see your worth. That was even the bigger point. Yes. Now it makes you valid and poignant to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm, no. I dealt with the same thing, you know, being a personal trainer and 
getting all these certifications. You know, I got the strength training, the weight loss, I got the prenatal, all these things. And does it really matter? I mean, I love the knowledge that I gained from it, but a lot of the knowledge I already kind of had gotten through experience. So it was mm-hmm. a nice little, you know, recap, but it was like, huh, now I'm just working, working, working for what? You knew it deep down. Yeah, just to show somebody. Right, right. And like, and I understand, you know, if we had a regulated system in which that would give me the the medical right to then prescribe and diagnose people and use herbal herbal actions, then sure, absolutely, I'm going to go get a license because then I'm practicing ethically and morally. Mm -hmm. But... Right now, there is no board, there is no thing that's going to get you there. So, I personally mm-hmm. decided that I, I did not need to define my value as a healer through having the certification. Absolutely. And that, that was a huge, like, that was a big moment, you know, like we talk about spiritual awakenings and mm-hmm. I think that we have many upon many upon many. Oh, uh, every day. And, and I had had some small ones, especially throughout my therapy and I finally attending to my spirit. But that one right there was finally like, I'm taking my power back mm-hmm. and I'm going to do something that's not the status quo. Right. And I'm going to feel really good about it because... Mm-hmm. In human design, if you're aware, um, I'm a projector. So we're kind of the people that are supposed to be doing stuff new. We're, right. we're supposed to show the new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I, I got to start cutting across the, the stream right. here. You know, like this is I, this is not my stream to to fall through, like to just flow down that I'm I'm here to make waves. Mm-hmm. And even if I can just do that in my own personal life, that's going to yeah. start accumulating and accumulating and start affecting others. Right. Um, And that's my whole thing is like, I don't. I personally don't. I don't need the the validation when it doesn't mean that I don't have legal, more legal precedence or something, you know, that it's not allowing me to actually progress further and change my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I technically can't use the, the words of metatronia on my services, but because then I leave myself, you know, like, locked up to potential lawsuit or whatever Mm -hmm. if the woman from UK wants to come get me. But I don't (laughs) use it. I I just know now that when I was seeing sacred geometry that I was already working with these frequencies. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I'm just more aware of what I was already doing, what it was already me. Right. And we at no point did my mentor even teach me how to actively apply it. He just taught me how to get more centered within myself to access the information. Mm-hmm. Which so, is even better. Yeah. So Trust I mean, uh, and, uh, when Way I told him, when I told him that, he just started clapping. <laughs> it's like you got it, kid. Mm-hmm. Like you did it. Um, and, and that was huge, uh, you know, like everybody, you know, 
Outside validation does help every once in a while, um, <laughs> especially when it's your mentor you've been working with for a year on this practice, you know? Um, yeah. But that was big. So, like, that's what really brought me. Like, that was kind of, like, my road to spirit, to, to healing the mind through my spirit. Right. And... Kind of healing the body, too. Yeah, getting here getting now where body. I can start actually getting into my body and addressing my health. Mm -hmm. Because now I kind of have whittled it down to what's going on. Because there's not right. all this sound, this noise mm -hmm. still, you know. So it's kind of windled down where I'm still working on my health. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm still pretty fresh in this process. I'm only 30. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, still got a ways to go. But we're now starting to listen to the body a lot more these days. And I'm really proud of that. And, you know, that's why we're here is Wisdom of the Fools and why she's an expert on body and I do the mind stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's interesting because I, I definitely was in the mind a little bit more so as a child. Um, I had a pretty shaky childhood, so... There were a lot of times where, you know, I wanted to escape that reality. Um, so I was a big reader. Uh, you know, those worlds were like my second home. Um, and I was very intellectual. And I say it like this because there was a lot of pride that went with that intellect intelligence. <laughs> I was very similar as a child myself. Yes. So, um... You know, growing up, I definitely was a little bit more in my head. But as I got into my 20s, I met my partner, and he introduced me to the gym. And when I first started, you know, I was I was not down. I was like, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> You're like, wait, I gotta be in shape to be with you? I'm like, what? shit. <laughs> But I went because I was like, he's here, I want to see him more, so I'm going to go. So the only way I could manage was like by putting my gym bag in my car. That way I had to go directly from work to the gym, no excuses, get it done. <laughs> and I was laughing about this the other day because he used to spend like two hours there. And I would be like grueling it's like grueling the whole time i'm like man this is forever you're like 30 minutes in you're like we're not like, leaving done. yet exactly Damn. so um that was a little rough in the beginning but once i really started seeing the changes in my body oh i never looked back and i got obsessed like i was talk about that virgo energy the perfectionism came in. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to make the best body I've ever. I'm going to see what this body is capable of, body. you know? <laughs> so, um yeah, I became very much you know, I talked a little bit about it. I developed an eating disorder because of my tendency to be so critical and so in that space of like, if it's not perfect, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Like, I might as well not even do it. And what that perfection ended with is, you know, a lot of inner work that I've had to go back and redo. Oh, yeah. Um, so through that, 
you know, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about, which is a little vulnerable for me, but I'm going to say it because someone's going to hear it and they're going to be like, holy fuck, that's me. Um, when I first started this business, it was, you know, I'm a personal trainer and I am also a life coach. So when I first started this, the generator in me who can just go, 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 she went, went, went. And literally burned herself into the ground. And one of the things that I realized in retrospect, not in that space, was that it even affected like the energy of all my other chakras. Like my sexual energy was in the ground. Like I was seriously asking myself, like, am I even a sexual being? Like, is that even a part of who I am? And it wasn't until I started creating more balance in my life and balancing the body and the spirit and the mind all together, which is why we talk about it so much, because it's such a, bi a big element individually, but also in the spiritual realm as well. Yeah. You know, it's much needed. I think a lot of people are so into the spiritual, which is not a bad thing, but we need to find that grounding. We have to pull that energy down and be connected to the now, be connected to the world and those around us. Um, balance. So, <laughs> balance. Yes. So balance and moderation are like, the words that you will hear me say yeah. like a million okay. times. It's going to be a common thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, I have in the past couple of years done the work to find that balance, but it is still a daily tuning. Like every day you have to show up and you have to find that balance and get grounded and really learn how to embody your energy, the day, the present moment, like mm -hmm. everything. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about right now is, is embodiment, the importance of it, the benefits of it, what it looks like, and how you can do more of it because we all need, every single one of us needs more grounding. So some of the benefits of embodiment is increased sensitivity to yourself. So you know, you are going to be more aware of certain feelings within yourself, more aware of certain thought patterns, uh, behaviors, different things that you might have just passed on as like, oh, that's just the way that I've been. That's the way I've always been. No big deal. You're going to start looking at those things and kind of analyzing them and asking yourself, okay, do I want this? to continue this way? Should I switch this up? Um, what's going to feel good for me in my healing journey? Um, and then, of course, it does help us to be more connected to our environment. You know, when we're grounded, we're present. We can see the needs of those around us. For example, our partner or our friends, if they are hurting, you know? Um, so that's super, super important. Um, joy. <laughs> I love the generator in me is all about joy. So I'm like, we like to find things that feel good. So being present in 
this moment because there is no other moment. There, the past is gone, the future has not happened. The present is the only time that we are ever living. Um, you can find a lot more joy. A lot more joy is available to us. You know, we can also see more opportunities. Uh, if we are worried, for example, about finances or really anything, what happens with our nervous system? It like tunes in and we get this kind of like tunnel vision. And it doesn't allow us to kind of relax, open up, deconstrict ourselves in order to like really see what our opportunities are. You know, that's why being present, you're able to relax and you're able to see, ooh, that would be a great opportunity or something that you never would have in that worry mentality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I would say like it coming from like that mind aspect too of like, I know for me personally, I did not know what joy was mm -hmm. for a very, very, very long time. I was very unaware of emotions and like how do I yes. identify them and stuff so like being able to tap into your spirit your body the other places and see what even kind of alleviates even if you have to look at it from the lens of it alleviates some pain Mm -hmm. because at that time we have a very hard time. We don't have that positive lens. We're not even like in, in possession of it yet. We haven't right. even manifested it yet. So we sometimes even have to look at it from that negative lens, but at least it's alleviating. It's mm -hmm. going, it's lighter. So like just knowing that like you, there's ways that like we got here and that's Absolutely. by doing these making these changes and realizing that all three of these bits fit together and and that yeah they brought us here where we can speak about spirituality we both can chime in on all mm -hmm. of these spaces because they are all tied in right and even though we came from different places that we'll always be able to meet back here because everything is connected absolutely and so like we were t and i wanted to talk about the one thing we mentioned was like everything like meditation is different for everybody mm -hmm. everything is different for everybody all this like practice like how we both got here was so different that's mm -hmm. kind of like what made me think of it it was like we got here so differently in our paths, but both having gone through mental, you know, anguish and stuff, but me taking a spiritual route by, you know, being sent this amazing therapist mm -hmm. and you being sent your partner who brings you to the gym and shows you this way to connect with your body mm -hmm. that... And all these processes are going to be different for all of us. So, like, I know we, we're going to talk about meditation a lot, but, like, mm -hmm. meditation is very different for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. I know for me, like, I prefer guided meditation or a sound bath meditation. I prefer having sound because sound is that that one sense for me that really knocks me into a very mm -hmm. tranquil place. Mm -hmm. Music has always been like, that's, that was the first like sense of joy I ever right. remember is dancing. So 
those are the things like music, you know, sends my nervous system on fire. <laughs> like I'm the person who gets goosebumps, hair raised and like, whoo. Mm-hmm. But so that really connects with me. So yeah. I like having that. And I think that some people, because we look at these cultures like Zen Buddhism mm-hmm. and things and, and, uh, you know, Ayurveda and in India that we look at these people who can spend 20 days in silence mm-hmm. and meditate eight, 10 hours a day. It also goes back to, if we really want to pull it back there, to that Virgo energy. Like, right, at least for yes. me, when I first started meditation, I was worried, Perfection. am I doing it wrong? Like, there, Okay, so <laughs> we have to figure out which one of our founding fathers or, like, who in the, like, general society was a Virgo. Because um, it's built so bad in our society. Like, what life-changing president was a Virgo? <laughs> It's like that you will find him. <laughs> we'll let you know if we find out. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like for me, when I first started meditating, you know, the people in my life, Meg and Mason, uh, they, you know, would tell me that they get a lot of visuals, that mm. there's a lot going up, going on up mm-hmm. there. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, that shit ain't happening. Like, Me neither, but. I close my eyes, I focus on my breathing, and it's like... There's some color. I don't even know what a thought like. felt like. Like, like there's nothing in my mind. See, that's awesome, though. So, like, you get to go, you go real deep. You probably would do really well with hypnotherapy. I probably would. There's, like, yeah. there's like specific people who are, like, more persuasive. Um, <laughs> but, like, you can just, you can get them into hypnotherapy, like, yeah. a lot quicker. But I just um, have that ability to, like shut everything out and in my mind when I first started I was uh, not gonna lie I was a little bored I was like this is it like this is all I get this is fucking boring this is the meditation y'all been doing I do this on a regular basis thank you (laughs) yes so I don't know it took for like the first year of my meditation I was frustrated in it I was you know, I thought I was doing it wrong. I asked myself, like, what's the point? <laughs> like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm. this is doing anything for me, and it's taking away my time. It was very much going back to that Virgo energy of, like, go, go, go. I don't have time for this. Yep. And I just kept at it. I just kept doing it. And the more I did, the more I really fell in love with my practice. And I feel like that also went with my inner work. You know, um, when I first started, I was very outwardly focused. I was looking for other people's validation of my experience. I was wondering, you know, if I was worthy. And the closer I got to feeling worthy and getting to that place where I wasn't where I was no longer looking towards others instead of instead of looking at others I was cherishing what I had for myself that's when it changed that's when my practice became mine and yeah. something that you know I don't need it to look like anyone else's because I've made it special all in of its own be you unique know? like be you yes. we are not the same no we are not the same and I will tell you right now I know from people who are even 
who have been practicing for a lot for a lot longer than I have that the whole your one percent of your DNA is the only difference. <laughs> We're gonna get new news on that one. Um, Probably. <laughs> we are a lot more different. I mean, we can already look at like yeah the uh, like the twenty three and Me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There. We're not all getting connected back to Africa. Right. You know, like, there's this point, the story of, like, we're all from Africa. I'm like, but wait, there's, like, 16 lines of genetics that you connect people to that you can't connect no. them back to Africa. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. But, so, yeah, we're all very different, and we have had different experienced experiences in our past lives Mm-hmm. In our past forms that even inform this life, that then inform the next, that then inform our our actions. And in numerology, we're living in a cycle from one to nine. So you're meant to do different things in each mm-hmm. life. Like you're meant to be in a different place. You're meant to be the fool this year. And yes. by nine, you're, you're learning. And I, as a nine, you're still a fool because <laughs> you still got to learn how to be in this existence, mm. you know? And it, there's just, you have different purposes in each life. So like what I'm supposed to be doing here is not what you're supposed to be doing here is not what they're supposed to be doing and I've met other nines numerologically and they're different in other ways because they have mm-hmm. different things in the rest of their chart. You know, I, I know uh, one of my good friends, Destiny, is uh, she's also a projector, but she has an ego authority. Mm-hmm. So like her and I are very similar, but then we pop off on our authorities where I'm an esplenic authority. So like... Mm-hmm. There's so many things that make us different and mm-hmm. how we approach things and how we... And how do we honor those differences? Because I feel like there's, in any realm where there are people, <laughs> there are tendencies for leaders and followers. And I feel like even in the spiritual realm, there you have that feeling of like, oh, I really like that person. So what do we do? We, oh. we mimic what we see. Yeah. And it's not bad to do that, but it's important for us to honor ourselves, you know? So like we may need to, maybe we like look at that and feel inspired, but we can take that and make it our own. Because I feel like when we don't, validate the part of us that is different like we are not fully embracing ourselves you know and an important point is we are all leaders and followers Mm -hmm. I love that you look through all of my charts everything will tell you I'm a leader I'm a leader I'm a leader Mm -hmm. I can tell you 100% I love most being a student Mm -hmm. I love being a student and I love getting to sit and talk to people. I I do different things. I uh, started our High Desert Healers Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, I run my own business making jewelry. I've done talks. I've done multiple things where I end up taking up leader posi- uh, leadership positions, and I love it. 
But mm-hmm. I also love being a student because if I wasn't a student, I could never take that leadership role. Absolutely. You know, and, and some of us are meant to follow and have follow at different times. You follow different things at different times. Mm-hmm. You're never, it, it, it's, you just never want to get caught up in this dogmatic part where, right. where that's the only thing you listen to. Yes. And that's the only thing you follow. Mm-hmm. It's it's being able to shift and move and be Hello. be a world traveler of information as yes. well. You don't have to leave your living room literally to be a world traveler of information. Right. We have all of the, the access to learn from the greats who came before us mm-hmm. and the Stoics of Roman and Greeks and mm-hmm. the philosophers and. I mean, we have Buddha, we have, we have texts, we have the Tao Te Ching. There, mm-hmm. there are so many spiritual canons mm-hmm. that are in print for us to consume. Mm-hmm. And we can learn from people who are no longer even here. It doesn't have to be the person making videos on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? I'm telling you now. <laughs> so... But yeah, I think so that was like our big thing was uh, something about being different and and knowing that like this this whole road is going to be different for everyone. So like we kind of want to be those people who, yeah, are on YouTube telling you, but telling you to go do it your own way. Yeah. Like I'm not going to give you a one, two, three, how to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say like, this is my experience. This is her experience. Now go find your own. <laughs> yeah, like, have fun. Use some of what we did and experiment. Like, right. It doesn't have to be so serious, you know? Like, there are, there is no right or wrong way to become enlightened. There is no right or wrong way to do the work, to do the healing. The importance is that you're just doing it. It's the journey. You know? Yeah. The this journey. whole thing is like, we, I was just having this conversation um, with a medicine woman um, from Pasadena, and uh, we had this conversation about the fact that, like, um, most of the people that we know as greats and stuff were not known as that until after they died. Mm-hmm. I know. So don't try to reach for per- perfection now, because perfection is only in hindsight. Yes. Like, we only see perfection in hindsight. That is the only place we see it. So and it's only because do the do the journey. Right, right. People will look at you lifetimes later and be like, that was my perfect uncle. That yeah. was my perfect aunt. That was my per that was that perfect perfect. Right. Look for that. They can say that because they'll look and reflect and be like, you were doing you. Right. Those people were all always just doing you. They were going against the status quo. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's bring back, like, Rage Against the Machine. And, like, come on. You don't have to do all the same shit. Like, <laughs> be different. Be be unique. Like, yeah. I know how much TikTok and Instagram reels yeah. push us into being, like, the same blob. But, like, yeah. try to reach out and do something different. And I think that's what we're trying to do here. Absolutely. 
Thank you for coming along for the journey. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for us to continue this. And I also like to give a little preview of kind of the things that we've been yeah. like thinking that we want to get into. Um, maybe we can get your guys' feedback on what you might want to hear from us. Hell yeah. Um, we've been talking about going into this whole ancient wisdom thing. Um, we're both yes. little history buffs. <laughs> um, so we want to look into like myths gods and goddesses yes. and look into some of the the stories that have been written by the stoics mm -hmm. and look at those things and kind of do a little breakdown Absolutely. and and see what we what we think about it <laughs> um and yeah so like just different topics having to do with healing having to do with body mind mm -hmm. spirit anything that kind of comes up in our weekly talks because you know, I have to see her for PT for my friend uh, twice a week. So, <laughs> Which is how this all started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just by chance. I have been wanting to start a podcast for I don't even know how long. Same. And we just talked about it. She said it, and I was like, let's do it. Yeah. And, like, that's how fast it happened. Yeah. <laughs> so just freaking do it. Whatever. Just do it. Just start. Just start. I'm, gonna, I'm looking for my Nike sponsorship. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out for episode two. Yeah. It's been a good one. Yeah. We'll be back next month with our monthly review mm -hmm. and another new topic. Yeah.